college football. Dan Mullen could occupy two spots on my list. Um, I went with number one, the real Darth Vader. Dan Mullen is just the imitation. He wants to be like Daddy Saban. But Saban is the, is the ultimate villain of college football. Dan I, Mullen's a wannabe. I, it would be easy. And that to, might be why he's number one for you. It would be easy to say uh, as an Auburn guy that it would be Nick Saban, but it's not. When you sit down and you take orange and blue, purple and gold goggles off, and you listen to him when he was when he was able to commentate the game, the national championship game, like the one in our lifetime that Alabama wasn't in. Uh, he did a phenomenal job. I, I wish that uh, he would be elevated to the czar of college football because I think now, other than making rules for Alabama that would favor Alabama, uh, he would be great for the game. You and I get to do this again tomorrow. Absolutely, look forward to it, and I'll, I'll have my Indiana Hoosier decision. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow during the 5 o'clock hour. Taves, did I get anywhere with you this hour on? Did I even move you a little bit closer to Hoosier fandom? No. You're a tough nut to crack, Tabor. And he's even wearing a, a Indiana Hoosiers color cap. But, but I like a challenge. And I will continue my mission of converting John Tabor to Indiana Hoosier fan by the end of this week. I sense it look, happening. Look, Foxy, if they can go to the shoe and turn water into wine, we might can have a discussion. It's a lot of pressure on my hoop. All right, wait, 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 but then you become a bandwagon guy. It's different getting on the bus. <laughs> we're, we're talking about a bandwagon. It's a bandwagon on top of a bandwagon. Yeah, there's even worse if you wait for them to win two more games right. and At join. At the most, maybe climbing over the tailgate and sitting in the back of the truck. That's all I'm ever going to get with them anyway. Just asking for somebody to adopt them for one year. Our team's not doing very well. Let's plural. Let's root for the Hoosiers. Good stuff today. For Nick Brown, John Tabor, G-E-A-U-X Hoosiers. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been the Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. It affects the water supply, threatens wildlife. We're talking about the health of entire communities and people's lives.
friendly hunts. You bet we're ready for these kinds of things. We were out there with booms to prevent the spill from expanding. We were responsible for protecting and monitoring the sensitive wetlands. I also remember the moment that same guy came up to me and said, I don't know what we would have done if they hadn't called the guard up. Learn more about how you can protect your friends, families, neighbors, and the environment. Everything that makes up your community. Go to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. The Peach. Now broadcasting on 96.3. Retro Radio 96.3. You heard right. 96.3. Tell your friends. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experience representation. This is Sports Talk 97.7. Now on KPCH Ruston 99.3. It's time for the First National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside tech football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 99.3 is also brought to you by O'Neill Gas, Brister's Smokehouse, Courtesy Automotive, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, Ideal Portable Buildings, Kirk Joyner Graduate Sales, and Bienville Motors. Text us on the Fairway Carts text line at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. That's right. It's BC. It's Beck Haines. It's John Tabor. It's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. We're back again for another week. A bye week. A bye week. An unexpected bye week. We were unprepared. Not going to sit here and lie to you. The second time this season, Ben, and I'll tell you right now, I'm not a fan. Not a fan of the you know, spontaneous bye week. We we saw the Baylor postponement coming. Yeah, but still, we were holding This one, hope. out of left field a little bit. Not going to sit here and lie to you. I can't blame the mean green, though. Didn't want a part of those dogs. No, didn't want nothing to do with it. Uh, was it more dogs or more mean green? More mean green. I think they had 30-plus players out. Oh, just 30? Yeah, drop it down to old about a 50-burger on the whole roster. should have uh, pulled that against uh, old UTSA. Yep, should have pulled the old... <laughs> Should have pulled the old COVID one uh, in order to get out of that UTSA game. But listen, seven games into the season, of course, we've discussed numerous times. Bulldogs 4-3 and three overall, 3-2 three and two in the conference. After seven straight weeks of playing football, I'm not going to say that a bye week uh, is not welcomed at some point. They were scheduled to play 11 straight. Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough schedule. Scheduled to play 11 straight, but probably pretty sure that that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, Ben, I I got to do some hunting this week, and what did, what did you get to do on your on your week off? I uh, didn't kill the old big buck like my boy Beck Haynes. Sure did, sure did. Shameless plug there. Little Had sixteen me a good point, two minutes and eight seconds. Hey. Yeah, that's all it took. Tapes. What does that mean? How long? It was? How long yeah. it took you right. to bring it up? No, I didn't even bring it up. Oh, okay. I just said I got to okay. do a little hunt. Okay, you brought it up. Okay. Tapes found me in Super hey, One yeah, to yeah. give me the old congratulatory fist To to Beck's credit, was a He's a big boy. He was a big boy. I'm not even going to talk about. How lucky I was. I don't know if there was much skill involved, Ben. But take what you can get. Take what you can get. The wife thinks I'm magically done hunting for the year. Riddle me that, Tabes. I don't uh, that ain't it. happening. I can promise I'm you like, that. I'm like, babe, when you buy a new pair of shoes, are you just done shopping for shoes for the rest <laughs> uh, of your I life? can promise you, you no. You may say yes, but I know the answer, and it's no. Hey, Amazon package- would beg to differ. Yeah. <laughs> a few packages showing up at the door each day. It's just a matter of a guessing game as to what's inside of it. Your boy BC might need to buy some stock in Target. You know, can't get in the laundry room these oh, days. Oh my goodness! 
Woo! We are really emptying it out early on tonight, Beck. Not going to sit here and lie to you. Give us a bye week and we start rambling, but hey, nonetheless, we're happy to be back. Of course, want to thank our sponsors, First National Bank, Fairway Carts, Dairy Queen, Courtesy Automotive, Walpole Tire, Ideal Portable Buildings, Bienville Motors, Ball Four Graduate Sales, Brister Smokehouse, and O'Neill Gas. Of course, you can get us on the Fairway Carts hotline or text line numbers 888-993-7762. And Beck, you know, I, I talked a little bit about a bye week doesn't necessarily ever come at a wrong time if you want to talk to a football coach. And, you know, after you play seven straight weeks, and, you know, Skip Holtz has talked about it on our show. He's talked about it on The Edge. I'm sure he's talked about it on Sean's show in the afternoon, the sports company. You don't get a spring practice. You don't get an opportunity to have a, a full fall camp. So anytime you do get an opportunity to get some extra practices in, it's certainly welcome. I know – you know, we've seen a number of young players get time on the field so far in 2020. We've talked about, you know, Tyler Grubbs, Cedric Woods. We go on and on with the freshmen that have contributed in a positive way. But it's also a nice time. They got three days of practice, did the Bulldogs, to get some of these young guys some further reps because, as we've seen in 2020, you never know when your depth is really going to be challenged. Right, and as a coach, too, with what's going on nowadays, is you, you got guys that are, you know, Inevitably out for COVID. Yeah. Can't say it because it's HIPAA, you know? Yeah, I but, love HIPAA. Yeah, I Hippo. love HIPAA. But it's coupled with just the anxiety of who else is going to show up as positive. I agree. Ben, I, li- I was on the road today. I listened to sports radio all day. It's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, didn't hear – you know what? So many games are canceled this week, and I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, I have. SEC about getting wiped yeah. out, I tell you. You know what it is? Oh, Halloween Halloween burger. parties. <laughs> I tell you what, they couldn't stay away. It's real obvious. Can't believe yeah. the mask didn't work. Yeah. Thought there'd be a lot of Darth Vader's out there this year. Turns out there wasn't. Everybody got COVID. Gonna be a slim weekend. Hey, we'll rebound. Hey. Dogs. Catch you on the flip side. Dogs are playing. Oh, dogs are playing. Rice Owls host them at 2.30. Oh, Rice is playing this week. Uh, yeah. You think Rice wants to play? As surprising as it is, the Owls are scheduled to make the trip up. It's From only Houston. Tuesday, Ben. It's yeah, long way Tuesday. to go. Long way to go. Don't want to counter chickens before they hatch. But, yeah, you know, the Rice Owls are one and one in the year. On the year, one and one in conference play because. Who'd they beat? Uh, Southern Miss fighting Jack oh, who Abrams. Had, who hadn't beat Southern Miss? Yeah, who hadn't beat the fighting Jack Abrams? Dogs only beat them by a point. They beat them 30 to 6, so a little different. Wow. <laughs> yeah, handled their business on the Is road. Right pretty good this year. Uh, they're better than they have been. Not going to sit here and lie to you. Only two games under the old belts compared to Tech 7. Hey, Beck, I don't know if you remember last year, 8 was the quarterback for the Dogs, and the Dogs squeaked out an overtime victory. That was a cool I nail-biter. did not remember that. Should we be nervous, Ben? A little bit. Coming here thinking it was a cake week. Hey, don't count read. out those rice I'll owls. I'll be honest, I didn't read Bleed Tech Blue Ooh. this week. So You know when owls get to hoo and you better be a little careful now. <laughs> when they come to town, Rice Dale's got something to prove. Good thing it's a day game. Not going to sit here and lie. Oh, a little day game. A little 2.30 action. Get you a little snack. Yeah, get you a little nachos, a little popcorn, and watch some football. The family coming, or is that uh, nighttime, BC? No, they'll be there. Your family coming. No. <laughs> Not going to blame you for that one. We, we actually are watching some kids this weekend. I have five kids in the house all Are you weekend. coming to the game, bro? I don't think I am, man. Oh. I just put those two things together. A little I'll concerned. Ask Ms. I'll ask Miss BTB co-host, but I might have to watch this one from the house. Might have to work out a deal. No hunting. Woo. 
in exchange for the dogs. Probably watch it at the house. Okay, okay, I got you. Not really ready to step off the ledge quite yet. A little you know, ESPN3 action. L- l- okay. Good, good, good. You like ESPN3? No. <laughs> Just glad it's on TV. I had a little trouble with Watch Stadium last week. Yeah, that was a big uh, problem for a number of people. Well, it's called Watch Stadium Plus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, How many pluses like are we getting ESPN these days? Plus, that's very different things. Very yeah. different things. So, turns out I actually had the app on my TV, so worked out good. But a little scary. It just took me a while to be able to. I know you told me. but Oh, yeah, I take y- care of you. Yeah, but you Google it, and it, you're not, not a whole lot of answers. Not, not many people be Googling that one, apparently. Been. Not at the top of the search engine. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. So, Louisiana Tech and Rice set for a 2.30 p.m. kickoff on ESPN3. Be senior day for the Bulldogs. Also be... The old red out, the old classic red out. You got oh. the old uniform statistics. That might be the main reason you're not coming. Yeah, I really hate the red uniforms. I realize tech is a primary color of red. I hate them, Ben. I don't know why. I just hate them. You know, mm. you know what it is. Probably freshman year. I think it was the rain game. Might have been Hawaii. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is your sophomore year, by the way. A little rain game. A little rain game. But I had bought me a nice new red shirt at the bookstore. Had on my white cargo shorts, Ben. If you don't know Beck Ains, this was who he was in college. Yeah. If he had an outing, he was getting a new shirt. Yeah, I was getting a new shirt, you know. And, Ben, I'm excited about my new shirt. Starts pouring down right in the middle of the game, okay? Which I don't mind. I love it. It was hot. Get home. I got pink shorts, Ben. You got to love Pink it. shorts. Pink cargos. Ever since then, get get rid of those red red uniforms. Yeah, you. I don't need them. You're not about them. No. I, I remember your first year on the show. You were a little fired up about the red uniform. No. I think you broke it down for us. No, I, I, yeah, you even one, included the helmets back when we had before we had a stat guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> before we had the old stat guy. Of course, Matthew Bartlett with at the roost will join us in the next segment coming up at six fifteen. Break down the Rice Owls and you know Mike Bloomgren. You know, formerly the offensive coordinator at Stanford in his third year uh, leading the Rice program is really starting to do. Uh, you're starting to see some of the things that he's trying to do, particularly in the offensive side of the ball. Uh, we've seen in recent years a physical football team that likes to run the football. This year they got a TCU transfer, Mike Collins, at quarterback. Uh, that's done some nice things. I think he has eight touchdowns, one interception in his first two games this year. So uh, fun matchup. Matthew will help us preview uh, that matchup in the next segment at 7 o'clock back. A little defensive coordinator action. A little David Blackwell joining us from the Bulldogs. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, bringing the big-timers. Bulldog's probably getting out of practice right now. Blackwell checking his notes. Say, who are these Bleed Tech Blue guys? Give me their names. Give me BC, Beck Haynes. Where can I tack Beck Haynes at? He likes to come at my guys for the lack of tackling. You know what I'm saying. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. He's probably probably doing some push-ups, getting ready for the show. He's getting fired up. In fact, did you see this? I know you're on the road a lot this week. Hey, or today. Excuse me. Our boy. Tremont Williams, back in the NFL. No, I did not see this. Signed with the Baltimore Ravens. Said, what up, Jay Ferg? What up, Jellybean? I saw it a few minutes before the show. Text me. Bro, I'm not going to tell you. I, I want your live reaction. I'm so – you know I'm a huge Tremont Williams fan. After that interview, a heck of a guy. I don't know if y'all heard it. If you hadn't heard it, go back and listen. I don't remember what episode it is. Go back and listen to all of them until you find it. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> He was tremendous, and he told us that he's waiting for the right opportunity. Oh, he said, "Oh, he said the phone's ringing." Hey, he but I'm lying. a family man. I wonder why Baltimore was the place. I was kind of thinking maybe it had to be New Orleans. Hey, looks like it's the Ravens. The Ravens wanted to play with Lamar. Wanted to play against Big Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, I mean, bum who would? He just floats it up there for anybody to catch it. 
Yeah, there ain't no doubt about that. But, man, a lot happening, of course. You know, we talked briefly last week, Conference USA basketball getting ready to to, uh, get underway. I believe that is in 17 days, if I'm not mistaken, November the 27th. Don't quote me on this. I think that's after Thanksgiving. I'm not a Thanksgiving expert myself. I like a little dressing, but that's about it. Uh, Dunkin' Dogs are in action tonight. First 250 fans inside the Thomas Assembly Center for the blue versus white scrimmage. Got Beck, when's the last time you've been to the Tech? <clears throat> last season? Was, yeah, last year. I went last year. That's some news for you. Some new lights in the Tech. It looks, Am I even going to be able to see them? Looks, oh, yeah. yeah. Fans allowed. Yeah, I believe around 1,200. Wow. Yep, for the season. Wow. So, uh, I, have to I don't know about you, Ben. It's kind of tough for me to – I know it happens every year, but – the initial switch from sport to sport, it, it gets tough. me. No, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm in football zone. No, you're a football guy. I have, to, I have to really pray about opening up a little interest for basketball. You're a football guy. I'm a football guy. There ain't no doubt about yeah. it. So it's always a little tough, but, you know, nonetheless, excited to see the Dunkin' Dogs back in action. New lights in the tack. We've heard from multiple people. They'll light your world up. Right. That's what we keep hearing. Good text from our old friend Nate on the old yeah, I don't know who this Nate guy text is. line. I don't know who he is. Uh, yeah, Nate, pretty good dude. Uh, we just went from Beck bragging about how great of a hunter he is to complaining about getting his nice white cargo shorts stained. Okay, it was like two, Come years, on, it was like two man. years ago, Nate. All right, cargo shorts were in. That must have been. It was ten years ago, man. How about this? We got ten years ago. Beck, listen to this. We got Nina from Puerto Rico. You didn't know we were worldwide? We are worldwide. There is no doubt about it. We're looking forward to a fun game versus Rice for Senior Day. Looking forward to a Rice feast. Thinking we record at least three sacks and two INTs by the defense. What are your guesses for sacks and INTs? It's a you good know, question. I haven't even thought about it, to be honest with you. It's a good question. I want to say two sacks by the defense. Milton Williams finds his way into the backfield. Then let's say, let's get an interception. B.J. Williamson add to his nation-leading total. Make it for two sacks, one interception for the Bulldogs in this one. Just real quick, back to the basketball scene. I mentioned the blue and white scrimmage tonight. The Duncan Dogs were picked seventh in the preseason poll. Kind of disappointing. little disrespect. Yeah, disrespect is probably the better word. Uh... That's not going to happen. I got a chance to watch Conkle's boys, and they ain't a seventh-place squad. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Call me, the, call me an optimist. This Conkle squad ain't finishing seventh in Conference USA. Let's go ahead and take our first time out. We come back from the break. Matthew Bartlett at the Roost will join us. He's a Rice expert. We need to break down the owls. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Be right back after this. At First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the uncommon bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirks and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. 
and keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426. The Courtesy Automotive team is giving you even more. Just announced the new Courtesy Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, along with Courtesy Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, and Cadillac. Two locations, eight brands, one goal. To give you more choices, great prices, and the best service. Shop all eight brands online at buycourtesy.com. Courtesy Automotive, now serving you from both sides of I-20 at exit 86 in Ruston. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for LaTeX. And Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at LaTeX. And everything good is more fun on a new Easy Go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi-passenger Easy Go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371-CART, and go Bulldogs! You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts Hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Louisiana Tech. It's set for Senior Day Saturday afternoon when the Rice Owls come to town to 2.30 p.m. kickoff on ESPN3. Join us on the Fairway Carts Hotline. Help us preview the Owls. Matthew Bartlett of At The Roost. Matthew, thanks for joining us tonight. Absolutely. Glad to be on. Thank you all. Matthew, I guess I got a two-part question for you. We we talked earlier, probably sometime back in June, July, uh, you know, for your Conference USA preview that you do a tremendous job on, I think it's over 70-plus pages uh, previewing all 14 teams. If I would have had to tell you that the rest of the conference would be playing football with the exception of ODU, and you would have to wait until October before you saw Rice Owls football, your response would have been what? What in the world? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got to we got to the I guess the end of September when everybody else in Conference USA had kicked off and I was sitting there and uh by the time I got I broke the news and said Rice was back at practice, I'm standing on the practice field and I'm pinching myself. Like, is this real? Because at that point, I didn't know if Rice was going to play. No, I, I hear you on that. And, and, you know, you look at, you know, Mike Bloomgren, obviously entering his third year as the head coach of the program. And, and Skip Holtz talked a little bit about it today, that you're starting to see some staples that, you know, Mike Bloomgren is really establishing himself in the style of football that he likes to play, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. What, what are some things that have stuck out to you uh, about the Owls in the first couple of weeks? Well, I think if you would have told me that through two games that Rice had zero rushing touchdowns, I would have been really concerned. Um, but they also have the number one passing efficiency offense in the conference, which is uh, pretty crazy. The arrival of a transfer, Mike Collins from TCU, has he's been a godsend, and he's been incredible. So that's a plus. The quarterback they've been waiting for, but as far as, like, what you kind of expected to see, traditional 
ground and pound, the offensive line is basically not allowing any negative plays. Running backs are falling forwards. It's a lot of third and ones, third and twos, and that makes it a lot easier to do a lot of things. And you talk about Mike Collins. Give some of our listeners kind of the background on Collins. I know he's a transfer from TCU, but how did he end up at, at Rice? And, you know, what what does he bring to the quarterback position? I know he's the traditional pocket passer, six foot five, uh, huge arm back there, 220 pounds. Yeah, just uh, kind of weird how some of those things that worked out. One guy knows another guy who gets somebody's film in front of somebody, and uh, <laughs> it only took a one, one watch through the film to see that this guy, uh, you know, has that real NFL arm that you hope for. And it's just with the transfer, you know, you roll the dice and you hope you can get all of the other pieces around him, the scheme fit and everything put together. So, uh, you know, I, I think with Rice, they, this is the third consecutive transfer quarterback that they've brought in. Um, but this guy, you know, played Big 12 football, uh, started some games at TCU and kind of got hurt and fell off the radar. Um, and, you know, if it wasn't for that, then, you know, maybe he's still starting at TCU and he, he's not here in Houston. So, uh, But we're glad to have him and, and very excited about what he's done so far. And you, you talk about the ground and pound style that, you know, we've become accustomed to seeing Rice play. And, you know, Ottaviano has 45 carries through two weeks. Griffin has another 21 carries. I think Rice is averaging somewhere around 47 carries a game. But, you know, Collins has been incredibly efficient throwing the football, eight touchdowns, one interception. But how big of a loss, or has it been noticed yet that Rosner opts out, obviously one of the go-to receivers? And, you know, we, we've talked about Austin Trammell for a number of years. Has it been uh, a big letdown at the receiver position? And how has Rice overcome uh, some of those losses? Yeah, I think it's huge that Rosner is, is not on the field. When when he got, got hurt earlier uh, in the fall and they ultimately ended up opting out, I was on, you know, red alert. Rice played their last game against Southern Miss without three of the top five wide receivers we expected them to have coming into the season. Um, and really, Austin Trammell has, has stepped his game up. It's, you know, like uh, – you remember like Hunter Renfro at, at Clemson? He just felt like he was there forever, and by the time he was playing in the national championship games, you're like, oh, this guy has actually gotten better every single year, and we took him for granted. That's kind of what Austin Trammell has done. I mean, five touchdowns in two games and actually got shut out till the last drive of the third quarter against Middle Tennessee. So you take basically six quarters of football, and he has like 230 yards and five scores. I know this will probably get us off track a little bit. Have you ever seen a quadruple doink before the one you saw against Middle Tennessee? <laughs> so I, this is, uh, I have a lot of Rice, Rice followers, right? So I know an astrophysicist, and I, I shot him a message on Twitter from Rice, and I said, hey, man, so what are the odds? Do the math for me. And he said uh, about one in three million. Wow. And so you do the math, you extrapolate that to how many kicks there are in a game, and that should happen about once every 750 college football seasons. Well, we saw I'm it. Like, seasons. Awesome. Great. <laughs> Not games. Seasons. <laughs> that is insanity. So you look at this Rice team on the defensive side of the ball, and you know you, you hear it from the Louisiana Tech perspective. We talked to Skip Holtz today, quarterback Aaron Allen, uh, was in the press conference as well. And, you know, really if you talk about the Rice offensive line or the Rice defensive line, uh, the one thing that you hear constantly is the physicality of this Rice team. Talk about some of the physicality on the defensive side. Yeah, I mean, I think it has to, It all starts with, with Blaze Aldridge, you know, all-conference player at linebacker. And it really has 
has set the tone uh, since he got here. He's just one of those guys that is sideline to sideline and doesn't let you get past the line of scrimmage. And so he's just really been infectious. And, you know, fortunately, the front seven has been a part. We can, the injuries in the secondary have been a whole other issue. But the front seven has been more or less healthy. And uh, their maturation and ability, Rice tends to kind of cycle through. It's more of like an NFL-style defense where they'll go throw five, six, seven guys at you and shuffle them through. So by the time you get to the fourth quarter, you're playing somebody who, you know, has played 30 snaps instead of 70. And it makes and, a difference. You know, and that certainly is a tremendous advantage. And, you know, I was going through some of the PFF totals. When you look at it from a pass-rushing standpoint, I know that, you know, Middle Tennessee, they, they like to run the football with Asher O'Hara. And you look at Southern Miss, they, they're having all sorts of difficulties, particularly at the quarterback position. But from a pass-rushing standpoint, is it fair to say that Inechukwu is the leading pass rusher for the Owls? Uh, probably. They've uh, it kind of rough, shuffled through a, a couple of different guys. The Braylon Carroll is probably the guy that I, I'd pick. He's, he plays on the interior, uh, him and Elijah Garcia. And so they're not going to notch up really the tackles for a loss and, and sack numbers like you'd see. Uh, from Inichikuu or somebody on the defensive line, a Trey Schumann, something like that. Um, but those two guys in the middle, what they've done, and it's really been noticeable, the pressure they get up the middle just disrupts passing lanes and, and forces bad decisions. And so when you look at, like, Southern Miss, yeah, Jack Abraham got knocked out in the second quarter, um, but, you know, he didn't have any passing touchdowns against Rice last year either. And that was kind of the story, just pressure up the middle and the offense can't go. And, you know, you talk about the secondary, and, you know, you look at the matchup between Louisiana Tech and Rice a season ago, and I thought the the big key in that game, obviously Tech was able to come away uh, with the late touchdown in overtime to claim a victory, but the big thing for me was Rice being able to control the tempo in the football game, and you mentioned that Rice, um, you know, they've expanded things offensively. They're not necessarily just a team that's going to try to throw it only 15 or 20 times a game. From a time of possession standpoint, from a tempo standpoint, um, Skip Holtz mentioned today in his press conference, Rice is going to throw you know pretty much every formation in the book at you as a defense. Um, what what has Rice really hung their hat on? What are they doing well, uh, both offensively and defensively, that have made them successful to this point? Well, I think on offense, like you mentioned, tempo, and we, we you think kind of like the intellectual brutality, you think ball control, and Rice. Rice had the ball for 13 minutes and 11 seconds in the fourth quarter against Southern Miss. Like, Southern Miss ran four plays. You can't get any better than that when it comes to ball control. Uh, but Rice has had several plays, on, or several drives on offense where it's, it's a four-play, five-play, 70-yard touchdown drive. And that's not something we could see. When you have an offense that can score on a 14-play drive and a four-play drive, that's where it gets, it gets really dangerous. And on defense... Uh, it's really been pressure. The the, di- the difference this year from last year is, is that they're still having a good amount of success on first and second down. Uh, last year they couldn't get off the field on third down, and, and that was the issue. And this year, you know, maybe that's just balancing out. Uh, they've been able to. And had it not been for Asher O'Hara probably playing his best game that I've seen him play this year, you know, Rice might have had another win, and, and that was with so many injuries in the secondary. So I'm, I'm rather confident, all things considered. Hey, and you look at this matchup with the Louisiana Tech and Rice this weekend, you know, you know, you go back to when Louisiana Tech entered the conference back in 2013. It was fair to say that, you know, Rice was in some of his brighter days, playing some of his better football. And I know things took a turn uh, for the worse, but they, they seem to be coming back on the up and up under Mike Bloomer. I think he's doing a great job down there in Houston. Um, 
you look at the matchup between two teams. I think if you look at Vegas, it's about a pick 'em. Uh, so you know it, this one could go either way. Uh, Louisiana Tech's three and two in the league. Rice is one and one. We obviously don't really necessarily know how this season is going to finish up uh, as far as how many conference games each team's going to end up playing. But <laughs> what are some keys to the game from Rice's perspective if they're going to come to Ruston Saturday afternoon and pick up a victory? Well, I mean, the it's going to start with the, the secondary for Rice. So they, they held Southern Miss without a touchdown, which I'll, I'll take from anybody. I, I don't know if they're going to be that fortunate uh, against Louisiana Tech, but I think the Rice defense—they're—they're they're hopefully the the as as far as things stand right now, planning to get back three starters in the secondary at, at safety, which is going to be huge. And so, if, if Rice can control the air and you know force, uh, I'm guess—is it—is it Allen at, at Allen or Anthony? Yeah, it'll be yeah. Allen or Anthony. One of the two, whoever it is, uh, if they have to go do checkdowns and. If Rice's biggest problem of the day is preventing Smoke Harris from going 70 yards and just making him settle for six, like that's the recipe for success on defense. And if they can do that, I think we've seen enough from the Rice offense this year to know, to say that they can score. Absolutely. So, Matthew, uh, looking forward to a fun matchup Saturday afternoon. Are you making the trip up to Ruston? Uh, I don't know. With everything going on, I don't know if I'll be able to make it up this year, but uh, I wish you all the best. Well, out without a doubt. So if any of our listeners want to follow some of you guys' work online, where can they find that at? Absolutely. Awesome. Go ahead and check out uh, attheroost.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere else these days. So go check us out. We'll have a podcast uh, later in the week. Find us anywhere on your podcast platforms. We'll break down this game and Talk a little bit more ice than maybe Louisiana Tech, but we'll get it in there. So thank appreciate you all again for having me. Appreciate it, man. Have a good one. Matthew Bartlett at theroofs.com. Beck, and, you know, we talked about it in the open. This is a better football team. And, you know, Matthew's a lot like us. I mean, he, he likes the Rice House. We like the dogs. Yep, yep. But, hey, we watched these two teams square off on a cold November evening back in 2018 here in Ruston, and it was a nail-biter. Yeah. I think we're going to get another one on Saturday. Yeah, not going to be quite as cold, but should be a good game. And as we've learned from the Tech Bulldog team this year, you can't predict what's going to happen. Not a thing. (laughs) Not a clue. Not a clue. Put your blindfold on and throw a dart at the board. See who wins. Hey, see if you can hit the bullseye. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. We're going to continue discussing this matchup between Louisiana Tech and Rice. You're listening. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Be right back after this. At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe, and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank. Member FDIC. Bulldog fans, this is Chris Brister from Brister's Smokehouse, and I'd like to invite you to our new location, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston, across the street from our old location. Stop in and try our famous scatter load on your choice of four different types of bread. Our barbecue nachos are piled high with your favorite type of meat, and you have to taste for yourself our tender and juicy smoked cooked chicken, my personal favorite. So whether you're in town or at a tech game or just in the mood for the best barbecue in town, come see us at Brister's Smokehouse, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. (laughs) 
This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for La Tech. And Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at La Tech. And everything good is more fun on a new Easy Go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi-passenger Easy Go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371-CART, and go Bulldogs! The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana and South Arkansas. They also offer a wide range of propane and natural gas appliances. For more info, go to O'NeillGas.com. Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics. Plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Want to find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor. want to thank you for joining us. Of course, you can catch us on the Fairway Carts hotline or text line, numbers 888-993-7762. So, Beck, you get into this matchup, Louisiana Tech and Rice, and, you know, we, we joked a lot before the year, Rice was never going to get on the field. Uh, why are they delaying the inevitable? We know they don't want to play. But the bottom line is, Rice is two games into this season. I think they're a legitimate threat. I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to say that Rice is going to potentially compete for a West Division championship. Because to be quite frank with you, I don't think you can win Conference USA playing the style and brand of football that they play. Tell me why. I, I just, listen, the old school, two tight end, two running backs, run it up the middle, one tight end, two receivers, two, two running backs, running up the middle and run play action off of it. I don't think that's a recipe for success, and I just think that, you know, you take, for instance, the Louisiana Tech game last year between these two teams. Rice controlled the game. They dominated the football game for, you know, three-quarters of that game, but ultimately they run out of gas. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't have won or they couldn't have won. They obviously could have won that game. But can you win with that style of football every single week? I just... I'm not necessarily a believer in that aspect of it. No, that makes sense. And, you know, I'm looking, Ben. It's a fantastic – our stat guy got this for me. Oh, fantastic the website. Guy. The old all-time versus Rice. Tex played Rice 13 times. Ben, 13 times. Give it to me. What's the series Tech at? is 9-4 and four with a six-game win streak against the Owls. Ben, I'm going to be honest – find myself being quite pessimistic this year, but I said it before the break. Anything can happen this year. Maybe Rice feels that way too. No, I no, and I agree with that aspect of it. I think that anything can happen from that standpoint. And you look at the recent eight games in this series, I think Tex won seven out of the last eight. 
and I, I can't recall when that one tech loss was, if I was remembering correctly, probably the last time Rice won was that what, back in twenty thirteen? Yeah, twenty thirteen was the, yeah. Yeah, and, and so that won. was the Scotty Young, Ryan Higgins. Yeah, 52 to 14 yeah. outs. Well, and I think Rice won the conference that year. And so following that year, um, in 2014, Tech brought Manny Diaz in and beat him 76-31. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a how about that. Yeah, that's a how about them dogs. So yeah. there ain't no doubt about that. Let's jump right to the fairway carts hotline. Joined by Quint. Quint, what you got? kind of left off a major problem with that uh, Rice game last year. You said that Rice ran out of steam. Correct. Uh, you forgot to, I think you forgot to mention that Jamar was our quarterback, so he kept Rice in the game. <laughs> Fair enough. Beck would agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't even think this game is being competitive. I mean, I, you know, the next I hope you're right. Tech's a one-point favorite at home, which means uh, that that's not great. Usually you get three points just for being at home. I don't know if the lines changed this year because of the fan issue, but I, I mean, that's basically saying Vegas thinks something could happen. Uh, it also shows that Vegas doesn't watch a lot of conference USA football either. <laughs> Fair, that's probably true. <laughs> so, uh, so you think yeah, Tech big in this one? Yeah, I think Tech big. I mean, I don't even. I mean, Rice hasn't been relevant in the last five or six years. No, I'm I mean, with I don't you. Know why all of a sudden they are? No, I'm with you. Thanks for the call, Quint. No, and I think yeah, that, I think that's a fair point. I think that Rice hasn't been very good. And listen, you even go back to the 2018 game when Jamar was the quarterback, and I think Tech won that game by one score. And you got to go all the way back to 2017 before you can find that Tech won by more than a touchdown in this series. And that's not to say that you know the Jamar era was good or bad. It's just you know is what it is. My thing is this: Rice plays. In my opinion, a boring style of football when you talk about the lack of a spread offense. So, like Matthew said, Rice is in a bunch of third and one, third and twos, and we saw that against UTEP, what was that, three, four weeks ago, and Tech struggled to get off the field off, off the field defensively, and I'm not going to say they haven't gotten better since, but it just feels to me like this Rice football team is the team that plays a style of football that doesn't necessarily – suit tech all that well I, I don't know if that's the way, best way to put it but it kind of frustrates tech because you minimize the possessions in the game where you're used to 12 to 15 possessions well in a game like this you might get eight to ten and so it makes scoring more important then you throw in just the conference usa refs man you never know what's going to happen oh wow don't get me started this might be a four-hour game with only eight possessions that my friend is boring yeah no there ain't no doubt about it and you look at you know, you talk about Mike Bloomgren and the improvements that he's made as the head coach. I mean, six and twenty-one in year three, and that's that's a concern. And you look at you know you look at Tech in their last game against UAB, and I wonder. And Aaron Allen talked a lot about this today in the press conference. It's like, and I noticed this. I said this on Bleed Tech Blue last Wednesday. It just feels like a different team off of that UAB win. You know, you have a heart-wrenching defeat against. UTSA the prior week, you know, you lose 27-26, you blow the 13-point lead in the fourth quarter. Um, you were really dominated at home by Marshall. Uh, they they kind of showed you that they were a lot better than you are. Do you think that losing against UTSA and then playing UAB next week, you think that's like a pressures-off situation a little bit? Because you wonder. probably already lost the West. No, I wonder if it was. I don't know if it was necessarily the mindset of we've lost the West. I think it was more of what in the heck do we have to lose, like, 
And, you know, Tech did make a comeback in that game, and maybe Aaron Allen was the spark at quarterback that Tech needed. Well, Sparky. Well, Sparky. Let's jump right back to the Fairway Carts hotline, joined by Rafe. Rafe, what's happening tonight? Oh, man, enjoying the show. I, I had a question, really, for, uh, for you guys and maybe for our defensive coordinator. You know, I, I've, I've seen how we've had to kind of move guys around on defense this year to deal with um, if we have a COVID issue or some sort of injury or something like that. But I can't help but look at the offensive side of the ball sometimes and wonder, you know, with, with some of the guys like um, – uh, Sneed that, that played offense in high school and decided to play defense in college because they knew it probably projected to more playing time. A guy like George Scott, I mean, I, I just for the life of me can't understand why they wouldn't, he wouldn't consider lining up on the other side of the ball. You know, if he was stiff as a board and couldn't run, I understand that. But he was a running back in high school. And I realize in this day and age, a lot of people pick up either offense and defense or, or and stick with it. But I don't get it, man. I mean, it, it to me, you've got some incredibly gifted athletes that, that basically get stacked up behind each other and then have to ride the pond. I mean, is that is that, you know, something that's not possible in college or am I thinking wrong? What's the deal with that? No, I mean, I think that's a fair question to have. And, you know, even when, you know, Amik was brought in, he, he was a guy that they talked about maybe getting him some offensive snaps as well. I, I don't know. I think that, you know, it probably depends on the coach that you talk to as far as, the feasibility of a guy splitting time between offense and defense or, you know, maybe even like, talk about a guy like George Scott, a guy that's a fourth-year junior making that switch to defense at this point in his career. How quickly could it pick him up? Pick it up? Would it be beneficial to him? I think those are fair questions to ask. Um, and that's a really good question to think about as well and one that I've not thought all that much about. Well, I, I'm just, I mean, I thought a lot about it because, you know, if you follow football in North Louisiana, you don't really have the luxury of playing. Uh, you, the best players play on offense. Yeah. The most skilled, the most athletic players play on offense. And the reason they play on offense is because they can help the team more on offense by touching the ball. And so whenever they're recruited, they're recruited as an offensive player. But a lot of those players could make a, an easy transition. They actually have some defensive experience. They understand the game. They have the physicality. And so if you got – I mean, I'm thinking about this guy from Como. I mean, I, I don't know, Trey Trey something. Trey Harris, yeah. And he's a quarterback in high school. Yeah. Trey Harris. He's a quarterback in high school. He's six foot two. I mean, you, you can't coach six foot two. That same thing with George Scott. I mean, if you're a six foot – defensive back you're automatically have a have have a leg up on some of some of the um wide receivers you know so i, I just it's one of those questions i wanted you to, to throw at the defensive coordinator to see if they think like that or, or is that just too too peewee league but to jump on the rice prediction i don't i mean we just beat the best team in the in on our in our division right i mean yeah. Why are they supposed to beat us at home? That's that's a good or, question. Or, you know, even hang with us. That's a good question. Because we lost to UTSA uh, I, the week before at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I mean, we, that's true. That's true. But, I mean, they probably would have lost to UTSA the week before, too. But uh, we'll see. I mean, I think that we beat them, you know, maybe not crush them, but, you know, beat them by 10 or so. Yeah, I would anyway, agree. That, that's the question I have for for the uh, defensive coordinator, and I'll, I'll hang up and listen. Appreciate it, Ray. Thanks for the call. No, and I think you look at this Rice game, and, you know, 
I think we're probably looking at, I'm not going to jump to a prediction at this point, but I think we're looking at a 27-17. Oh, is that what you think we're looking at? Probably 27-17. I'll just say this, Ben. Aside from week one, <laughs> haven't made a ton of money on the dogs. Probably going to stay away from this one. UAB week was pretty nice for your boy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you um, you said I was uh, tossing some money into the old dumpster on Farmville <laughs> Highway, and you were wrong. That was super wrong. Yeah, you were wrong, Beck Haynes. Super wrong. Hey, take BC and uh, take it to the bank. Ain't no fading going on over here. We'll see about that, mister. I left the picks in the car. I'm going to have you go get those during the break. Yeah. So we can find out who really did well this weekend. Oh, there ain't no doubt. I'm about to go get them out the car. Go get them out the car. I hope you can open up that next segment. God, I got to sit here and lie to you. Car's about two miles away. (laughs) (laughs) We got We got. Coach Blackwell on the next one? No, he's coming up at 7 yeah, o'clock. That's what I was testing you. Yeah, I, yeah, I know you. the show script. I know you hadn't looked at it yet. So let's go ahead, take our next time out. When we come back from the break, we're going to take a look across the college football landscape. Maybe I have a surprise for you, Beck. Ooh, you teasing right now. Teasing you a little bit. We'll be right back after this. Uncommon, how would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary, outstanding, exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. Hey, DQ fans, November's Blizzard of the Month is the Snickerdoodle Cookie Dough Blizzard Treat. That's right, it's back and delectable as ever. With soft Snickerdoodle Cookie Dough pieces, cinnamon sugar, and DQ's world-famous vanilla soft serve, it's the softest, sweetest bite of the season. So if you're thinking about a treat to kickstart your fall, dough for it. Dough for it today, only at your DQ. Happy tastes good. Acme Glass and Mirror, we have so much more. Whether business, home, or auto, we have the glass you're looking for. Replacing glass is painless, like everything we do. The very best in service, always close to you. Acme Glass and Mirror, give us a break and we'll shine through. The Courtesy Automotive team is giving you even more. Just announced the new Courtesy Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, along with Courtesy Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, and Cadillac. Two locations, eight brands, one goal. To give you more choices, great prices, and the best service. Shop all eight brands online at buycourtesy.com. Courtesy Automotive, now serving you from both sides of I-20 at exit 86 in Ruston. Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Want to find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Car Top Line, 888-993-7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck, Haynes, John, Tabor. Tremendous first three segments to get us going on this Tuesday night. Beck, Haynes, I got a question for you. Did you get a chance to listen to Sean Fox and the sports company this afternoon. I listened to pieces of it. 
Pieces of it. Pieces of it. Back and forth. Okay. Well, let me tell you this. The sports company has adopted Indiana. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did hear that. Are you in or out? On Indiana? Yeah. I'm super out. Really? Yes. Not a big fan of the Hoosiers. First of all, I had this whole I'm issue. I'm all in. With, I had this whole issue with, oh, my teams aren't good, so I need to go find somebody that is good. If that's not what's wrong with America, Ben, I don't know what is. Nice. Hey, preach it. Preach it. Seriously. Support your little team. We have a friend that used to say that. Support your little team. In the good and the bad. I know I'm pessimistic. But it's like it's like them being my brother. I love them, but I'm, I can talk crap about them. You're the most pessimistic person I know. Ben, I don't know. I I don't. I mean, I don't get going to going to find a new team just in Indiana. I get it. They had a great basketball movie. Won a couple of exciting football games, but I'm not going to start rooting for them. Big Bob Knight fan. Big Bob Knight fan. Yeah, you seen the movie? Yeah, I've seen it. Well, Hoosiers yeah. action. Well, Hoosiers. Well, shooting a two pointer from forty feet. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I got to say. Hey, I'm that. in on the Hoosiers. Oh, you, I'm not surprised by that at all. I'm in on the Hoosiers. Sorry about it. Lee Tech Blues all in. Got to love it. The Hoosiers going undefeated. So you take a look back last week, Beck. Did you get your three locks for the weekend this week? Do you have them lined up? No. You don't? No. You need a, you need a few minutes. Give me a few minutes. Okay. I, I'll give you a few minutes, and I'll kind of give some people the rundown of where things are at at this point, of course. Um, it, it's about time to start fading OBC. Ooh. Add a little 6 and 9 after a 1 and 2 week real quick from Quint on the Fairway Cards text line. ULM 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 has met lifetime quota on losing. Their fans can switch. <laughs> That's right? Hey. If it's that bad, I get it. You you can handle it. I can handle it. You can handle it. Okay. Text text got a winning record. LSU just won the Natty. My gosh, relax. No, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Are you? No, I'm with you. Doesn't sound like it. Because it sounds like you're all in on Indiana, and I have no idea why. I'm all in on the Hoosier, like the lefty quarterback. Sorry about it. So I'm 6-9 and nine overall. Beck's coming in high. Oh, the big 3-0 and oh this week, Well, 3-0. and oh, Nailed Florida minus 3.5. Nailed Cincinnati minus 13.5. And, mm. and nailed Oregon minus 11. Mm. We'll give him a pass on his Oregon game because uh, I didn't know Stanford's quarterback was going to be out. Oh, you didn't know that. Yeah. Better do your research, BC. Surprised that you did. Yep, I knew it all along. All along. So Been reading their rival site. No, really? Yeah. <laughs> Big fan that of, may be a lie. <laughs> Big fan of the Stanford Cardinal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Out there in Palo Alto. I'm a huge Justin Herbert fan. I, I liked him in college. I liked him coming out of the draft. Chargers just hit a home run with the guy. A lot of people like to talk about how, you know, when your star leaves, you know, you're a little down. But I think he, Not was, those ducks. he was so good, they're still shining bright. Not those from, ducks. From Justin Herbert. They like to score. No, they do like to put some points on the board. So I'm going to give you my three locks for the week this week. Of course, I'm 6-9, and nine, so you might want to fade What's my me. overall record? Oh, you're 8-6. and six. Yeah. Buy in. Now's the time. Yeah. Beck's, Buy in. Beck's heating up. Heating up. All right, here we go. I'm going to give you my three locks for the week across the college football landscape. Of course, SEC not too interested in playing football <laughs> this week. Real quick on the fairway cards text line. Too legit to quit. Hey, I heard it, Fox. I heard Fox said never give up on your team. He just meant we needed a charity case and someone to create some chaos. Interesting. 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 Okay, okay. I right, got let's you. get to your picks, BC. Let's see what you got. 
All right, my picks. Here we go. Number one, we'll conference USA action. Florida Atlantic minus eight and a half on the road at FIU. It's a rivalry game. I get it, but FIU is hot garbage. <laughs> That's the game you picked for Tech to drop at the end of the year. Do you know that? Yes, I okay. do. But they are hot garbage. All right. FAU might win this game 10 to nothing, but they're going to cover eight and a half. My number two pick, it's in the popular pick. Not too many people going against the Buckeyes these days. Dude, that's one of mine. Maryland plus 25 yes. at home. Tangavaloa. Give me two as little bro. Talia. Dude, I actually have that one too. Let's go. I love it. Hey, Maryland's moving the ball offensively. I know what Justin Fields is. I know Maryland ain't going to stop him, but I'm thinking, hey, 52-35. 25 and a half is the line. Yeah. Yeah, take them. Give me the Terrapins. If you want to be real sure, buy yourself a little half a point. We love the Turtles. Love the Turtles. Yep. Yep. Love the Turtles. And my final pick, it's a lock. He's a former Bulldog head coach. Sonny Dykes, plus three on the road at Tulsa. I don't know why everybody buys into Tulsa every week this year. Maybe because they beat Central Florida. I don't know. But SMU is going to house Tulsa. Oh. I'm talking oh, and, 48 to And Tulsa's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Ben. Yeah. Somebody call Vegas. Yeah. Let them know to watch the AAC. So there you got it. FAU oh minus eight-and-a-half. Maryland minus 25. SMU plus three. All right. We both might go three and I got mine ready. You ready? All right. All right. First pick, Baylor and Texas Tech are, are playing each other, Ben. The one in four Baylor Bears. Baylor's hot garbage. Yeah, they're playing uh, the old Patty Mahomes, Texas Tech Red Raiders. Texas Tech is a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home all day. One-and-a-half. All at home. day. Hey, hey, bet the mortgage. All day. Texas Tech, you writing this down? Yeah. All right. Next one. Are you ready? Let's hear it. It's a doozy. It's a doozy. I picked Florida to cover last week. They're 17.5-point favorites against Arkansas this week. I think Florida probably partied a little bit too hard last week. Arkansas to end the points. Plus 17.5. Take them. Buy yourself to 18 if you're feeling nervous. Really? Arkansas is going on the road without their head coach. Yeah, even better. I like him. Yeah, you just found that out at 6.53 on no, this Tuesday No, I did not. Evening. I knew all about it, Ben. I like him a lot. My final pick, I also had, what was, we had the, We shared the same one. Can't believe you picked an A. Oh, yeah, we did. Maryland plus 25. Yeah, Maryland plus 25. I'll ride, I'll ride that one with you. Hey, listen, we're both going 3-0, but listen, are you finally jumping on the Arkansas bandwagon? Yeah, I think I've missed out. They cover more than anybody. They're the number one covers this year. Yeah, and it's like it's like seven and one or something. Only three and three overall. They're three and three and covering. No, overall, I don't know what they are covering. They're probably five. No, no, and no. One. They're 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 five and one. I think they've only not covered one time. Hey, take them. Move to Fayetteville. Florida is good, but they will like the Steelers. They will play down to their competition this week. Gosh, man, Mike, did you see the news? Eight and six, Ben. I'm making money. No, you, you're you're a money making machine. If I know anything about you, did you see today across the SEC? It felt like we got a number, a multitude of bad news. 
You talk about Texas A&M, fifth-ranked Aggies, get canceled, postponed, as they were set to travel on the road to Tennessee. Auburn, postponed, as they were set to travel to Mississippi State. And then the big one, LSU-Bama. Well, postponement. I'm not going to lie to you. I think the Tiger fans were pretty happy about that. Yeah, if I'm if I'm the the Bayou Bengals fan, yeah, I'm having me a little party this weekend. I think they partied after Halloween. That was going to be an ugly game. Hey, I hey over under Jones is that the quarterback at Alabama? Over or under they were going to score seven. Think about the quarterbacks coming out in the draft this year, Ben. Oh, it's a there's about loaded. six of them. Loaded. Not to mention the rookies from last year. Joey B, Justin Herbert, and Tua Tungavaloa. We broke them down on the edge this morning. I'm listening. That's why I know about all this. No. Appreciate you listening. Listen. It is a a new era, Ben. It is a new era. So, elsewhere in college football this weekend, you got Eastern Carolina. Eastern Carolina. East Carolina. The former fighting Skip Holtzes, the Pirates, traveling to Cincinnati. Minus twenty seven and a half. I just I don't like those big those real big lines. Yeah, you're not all about it. I'm not about How about it. Liberty hosting Western Carolina? I can't remember if Liberty burned me earlier this year or not. The fighting Hugh Freezes. Yeah. Gotta love them. Undefeated, twenty second ranked. Of course, Coastal Carolina undefeated as well on the road at Troy. Beck, one of your biggest bets of the year was Clemson covering against Miami. Oh, my gosh. The Canes are 6-1, and one, though. Taking my wife on vacation from those winnings, Ben. Really? Yeah. Where are you going, to Monroe? Yeah. You got to love it. Some nice little hotels in Monroe. <laughs> uh, Georgia traveling to Missouri. Bulldogs need to get back on track. Indiana at Michigan State. My Fighting Hoosiers, 7.5-point favorites. I got bad news. Spartans are covering that one all day long. ULLL will host South Alabama. Notre Dame, how about the fighting Irish in that win over Clemson? Oh, that was a good. You good. seem like an Irish fan. No, I really I like Clemson in that one. My issue is with. Remember, we had this whole discussion. Sutton apparently. Yeah. He's a Dabo hater. Yeah, he is. I'm and a I, huge I didn't, Dabo. I guy. didn't love. Uh, yeah. Notre Dame did their job, and Clemson, no doubt, is still a great team without Trevor Lawrence. But if you're the Fighting Irish, maybe don't storm the field for beating Clemson. How elementary was that? I just, I just don't, I don't like that. Like, act like you've been there before. Number one, number two, like you didn't play them at their best. The best player in the world in college football didn't play. Didn't play. Yeah, Heisman Trophy winner, probably, maybe not. (laughs) Probably, maybe not. Probably, maybe not. Uh, And number one, like undisputed number one draft pick, didn't even play in the game, and you barely beat them and you storm the field and you storm the field i mean you're both good football teams but just be like yeah that's right we should have like, go back to class i'll just say this if you're notre dame and you get beat by them in that situation look take, take the year off yeah without a doubt ohio state will travel to maryland usc will travel to arizona of course you mentioned smu at tulsa florida will host arkansas beck's fighting oregon ducks will have their second game of the season a little 6 p.m kickoff Against Washington State in the snoozer of the week, Purdue will host 23rd-ranked Northwestern. And then Wisconsin getting back on the field. 13th-ranked Badgers will travel to Ann Arbor where they are three-point, four-point favorite over the Michigan Wolverines. So let's go ahead and take our next timeout. We come back from the break. David Blackwell, Louisiana Tech defensive coordinator, will join us. You're listening. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 99.3. 
At First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the Uncommon Bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. Hey, Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with Bimble Motors in Arcadia. Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to Bimble Motors in Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia, and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go, dogs. BMW Motors in Arcadia. This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for LaTeX. And Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at LaTeX. And everything good is more fun on a new Easy Go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi passenger Easy Go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371 Cart, and go Bulldogs! Graduate Sales. You know us as the class ring people, and you should. We've been supplying the area with graduation specialty products like class rings for more than 60 years. At Graduate Sales, there's so many things we offer, though. Name cards, mailing accessories, note cards, T-shirts, shorts, memory gifts, memory books, announcements, inserts, too. Rely on us for all your graduation needs, including class rings. Call Kurt Joyner at Graduate Sales or go online, www.graduatesalesury.com. That's www.graduatesalesury.com. Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics, plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experience representation. This is Sports Talk 97.7, now on KPCH Ruston 99.3. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries, just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Cards hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor. Now join us on the Fairway Cards hotline, Louisiana Tech defensive coordinator David Blackwell. Coach, thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. Coach, you, you go back to when you were hired as the defensive coordinator of Louisiana Tech. You obviously get no spring practice. You get... Uh, a fall camp that it felt like it stopped and started three or four different times. Um, just, I'm not going to ask you how difficult it's been of a year because we all know that it's been difficult, but installing a new scheme, how have you had to adapt uh, going all the way back to the spring leading up into fall camp and now into the season? I think it's just been you know, a situation where you understand going in that you're going to have to be pretty basic, and as the season goes, you continue to add and add as, as the year goes, and you know, you install things uh, as you feel like guys grasp it a little bit better. And so 
you know, it's been a challenge. I, I think everyone in the country is dealing with it. I think teams that, you know, obviously have veteran, you know, have staffs coming back, veteran players coming back, have an advantage over, you know, obviously a situation like we're in here where you replace 10 starters and, and they're trying to install a new scheme. But at the end of the day, it, you still got to go out and play the games and, and figure out the best way you can get lined up and, and get the players in the right position and, and go play. And, you know, you talk about replacing 10 starters on that defensive side of the ball. Have you ever experienced something like that in your career? You know, I, in the, I have, you know, when we first went into, you know, but I say that, I've never experienced it coming in as a first-year coach. Uh, I've been, we've experienced losing 10 players, you know, 10 starters before off of a veteran team. But, you know, the scheme stayed intact. We had young players that grew up in the system that knew the terminology, knew what was going on. And so it was a lot easier to plug and play. Um, I think, uh, obviously, the challenge coming in with 10 new starters and obviously a new scheme and then being limited with what you could do during fall camp, it, it, it definitely presents challenges. But again, I think our players have been resilient. I think as the season's gone, we've played much better. And I think, uh, you know, we've played really well in spurts here, you know, especially the last two games. But then we have these moments or these, you know, these two or three drives where we just, we, we don't play well. And those are the things we got to fix is just the consistency. The first, uh, the first three drives of the UAB game and the last seven drives of the UAB game, we gave up 112 yards. And, you know, we, the, the four drives in the middle, we, we, we didn't play well, gave up four touchdowns and gave up, you know, 200 something yards. And so we've got to find that consistency. It's there to, to keep being a dominant defense throughout a game. And, you know, you talk about replacing 10 starters on the, that side of the ball and some of the growing up processes that you guys have gone through throughout the year. One player uh, that was your lone returning starter in Milton Williams, I'm sure he was a guy that stuck out to you on film as you were reviewing some of the guys that were returning uh, what have you seen throughout, you know, throughout his play throughout the year? I, I thought in that UAB game, he really uh, took it upon himself to kind of take over that game on the defensive line in that middle of the third quarter and into the fourth. There's no question. He he was a guy that on the sidelines uh, really, you know, kind of called the defense up and said, "Hey guys, enough's enough. Let's, let's let's get this thing right." And it starts with him, and he and he went out and did it. You know, not only did he talking he went out and walked it and, and I thought that he was uh, you know probably as big a person as far as the impact he made you know in the third and fourth quarter of that football game I think the last seven drives of the game they had 56 yards total offense and you know he was a big part of that I mean he was disruptive at the line of scrimmage he was playing on their side of the line of scrimmage and everybody kind of fed off of him and and then we we kind of knocked the cobwebs out coming out of halftime and, and we were on our heels going into halftime really and then coming out of halftime and you know, really, you know, really played well down the stretch, you know, and, and, and played the way I thought we were capable of playing. And as a defensive coordinator, and you've coached football for a number of years, and you have a guy like Milton Williams, a guy that, you know, hasn't necessarily been the most vocal of a leader, you know, throughout his three and a half, four years at Louisiana Tech. From your point of view, how do you handle that as a coach? Do you kind of allow the leaders to kind of step up and lead themselves, or do you challenge some of the older guys uh, to step up and lead some of the younger players? I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, some people's personality is not to be real vocal, and Milton's not a, a loud, you know, he's not a showy guy. Uh, but when he does talk, people listen. And so it's been, a, uh, you know, getting him comfortable with, with asserting himself a little bit because our guys have great respect for him. Uh, they obviously know he's a great player. And, 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 you know, the way his work ethic off the field carries on to the field. And, 
you know, so he has all the attributes you want to be a great leader. He, he's not a naturally vocal guy. He's not a big talker. He's not a guy who's going to talk a lot of trash or things like that. You know, but he's he's very even keel and really plays extremely physical, hard game. And, and you know, so it's it's for him, you don't want him to go out of character and not be his personality, but you also want him to be comfortable being that in that leadership role and saying, hey, guys, you know, sometimes being a leader is not always being nice. You know, sometimes it's, it's jerking a knot to somebody. Coach, let's talk a little bit about P.J. Williamson. Obviously, he's been a star this year for you and, and helped Tech get to that, I think, leading the nation in pick sixes, specifically that pick six against UAB where he laterals it and uh, ends up being a touchdown for the dogs. As a coach, do you uh, do you encourage the lateral? Are you gl- are you do you encourage it because it worked in that situation, or how do you talk to the guys about being creative and when's the time for that? Well, I, th- I think it's it's something we talk about. You know, is is you know, and we've jokingly talked about it before. Hey, pitch it to a fast guy, that kind of thing. But the reality of it is we've talked to him about making good decisions. And so if, if you're in traffic, it's just like trying to scoop and score. We would love to score on defense as much as we can, but if the ball's on the ground, we have to have awareness and watch around us. And if there's, if there's the opposing team's uniforms around us, then we should never try to scoop and score. We should always just get on a fumble and cover it. And it's kind of the same thing when we're in those situations. You're being wrapped up. We had one uh, with, with Cedric Woods. Um, where Ezekiel Barnett was trying to get into lateral to him when he was being tackled on on his interception, I believe, against UTEP. And he was not in a good position to lateral it. I thought he made a good decision to not lateral it. But if if it's a safe play and no one's around you, just like it was with BJ, and there's there's not a – what we don't want to do is give the ball back to him. And so uh, at all else, we want the ball. But obviously – if the opportunity arises and what happened in that game arises, it was a very unselfish play by BJ and he was wrapped up and was going down and, and it was a clean pass off to Khalil, then, you know, absolutely we would love for him to do it. And you look at this defense and we've talked about replacing all the starters, but you've had a number of young players playing key roles when you talk about a Deshaun Hall, a Kiwi Rose, uh, obviously Tyler Groves leads the country in tackles, Cedric Woods uh, doing a nice job at quarterback. Uh, how, how valuable – Obviously, it's been valuable getting this playing experience, but how much better are you seeing them get on a weekly basis with the more experience they get under their belts? Oh, it's amazing. Just leaps and bounds, you know, from game one till now. And and that's the fun part when you're playing that many young players. There's, you, 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 there's also a negative to it, too, when you, is because there is a learning curve and there is a growth process, and, and especially with a new scheme. And, and some of those guys are true freshmen, but as you said, Deshaun Hall's a sophomore. B.J. Williams is a sophomore. Um, Cedric's a freshman, Tyler Grubbs is a freshman, Kiwi Rose is a redshirt freshman, Alan Walker, who's played a lot, so, is another redshirt freshman. I mean, these guys are really young players, and the nucleus of our defense, and I think really a lot of the guys that are making the biggest plays on our defense are our freshmen and sophomores, and you've got guys like Milton and Trey Baldwin who have had a huge impact as upperclassmen, and then, and then you have all these young guys around them that have really just put up a lot of stats and they're going to make some mistakes and they're going to continue to get better we've got four games left in the regular season and i think each week the expectation is for us to keep getting better and better but i think the future for this defense is really bright i think the pieces are in place and we got to grow some guys up and keep growing and keep learning but i think the future is really bright and you look ahead to this week and you know it's it's been obvious to us the growth from game one against southern miss to where you guys uh, we're adding that fourth quarter against UAB. You have a Rice team coming to town. 
Uh, obviously, Mike Bloomgren's in his third season. Uh, starting to open things up a little more offensively with the quarterback, Collins. What do you see from them on tape, and what are some things uh, that you guys will need to do well defensively to have some success on Saturday? Well, they're, they're going to make you put a hat in a gap. You know, they're, they're a very physical team. He wants to set up his passing game with a run game. And, and as you said, they have opened it up a little bit more, I think, from last year with the throw game with, you know, with, with the quarterback. And, you know, they have, they have good players and they have, they have a good scheme. And it's a little bit unusual because they're going to get in 12P and 21P and some two tight end sets and they're going to pound the run and they're going to be a little bit old school with how they do it. Obviously, his background from Stanford, they're very similar to what Stanford does offensively. And, you know, they're a team that's very unusual compared to what we see the rest of the year with teams that are going to line up and spread formations and, and try to tempo and go fast. They're methodical. They bleed the clock. They, they limit your offense's drives. And, and so it, it makes you, from a defensive standpoint, we've got to get off the field. Uh, you, you, they are perfectly content to have eight or nine minute drive, and, and that's one thing that you know they try to limit your offense's possessions, and you know that's something that we're going to have to do this Saturday. We're going to have to get them in third down situations, and we got to get off the field on third downs, and that's something that early in the year we struggled with, honestly, and I think it was uh, really our Achilles' heel, you know, starting the season, and then. You know, as the year's gone, I think we've played better on third downs, and that's one of the things that has allowed us to do some better, you know, to, to play better. And then, you know, but it'll be at a premium this Saturday because they're a team that would love to eat the clock and, and limit your offense's possessions. Absolutely, Coach. Well, we appreciate you joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio and uh, looking forward to a fun one with Rice Saturday afternoon. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. Y'all have a good night. David Blackwell, defensive coordinator, Louisiana Tech. Really good stuff. And, you know, we've talked about this defense at length. Um, just about the different pieces that you have on that side of the ball. I think that, you know, sometimes you like to talk about 10 starters and, and replacing all these different players, but I think if you asked Coach Blackwell himself, he would tell you, we're, we're seven games into this, and it's time for some of those mistakes to become smaller and smaller, and I think we're starting to see that out of this defense. Right, I agree with you, Ben. I love talking to defensive coordinators because they don't have to be the, the face of the program like a head coach does, and they don't have to pump up the other team and make sure they give respect. They just – they just tell it like it is, and yeah. they're just focused. And they're dialed in. They're just dialed in. I like them D coordinators. BC, Blackwell's doing a great job. We've seen improvement just about every week. And and I think, too. Uh, would you agree? No, I would agree. I think they're getting better and better. And I think an interesting thing, and Skip talked about this today in his press conference, and, you know, all the positives that come with playing this season. You wanted to get on the field, this and that and the other, and you're getting an opportunity to play the game. But at the same time, you're frustrated because you didn't get to play. You know, you didn't have a spring practice. You didn't get to have an opportunity to have a full fall camp. You have different guys in and out every day in practice throughout the year. And Skip said, you know, when this season does come to a conclusion, and obviously you hope to win every game remaining on the schedule, but it excites you because so many different guys have gotten opportunities to play that when you get to spring – you get to see how much further along a Tyler Grubbs is going to be, who's going to be a true freshman again in 2021 with the eligibility standards, you know, frozen for this year. So, like Coach Blackwell said, this defense has a chance to be really good because they got some really good pieces in place and have an opportunity to return all those guys again in 2021. So, of course, I want to thank David Blackwell for joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. So, let's go ahead and take our final timeout of the evening. When we come back, we're going to put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio 99.3 FM.
Bulldog fans, this is Chris Brister from Brister's Smokehouse, and I'd like to invite you to our new location, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston, across the street from our old location. Stop in and try our famous scatterload on your choice of four different types of bread. Our barbecue nachos are piled high with your favorite type of meat. And you have to taste for yourself our tender and juicy smoked cooked chicken, my personal favorite. So whether you're in town or at a tech game or just in the mood for the best barbecue in town, come see us at Brister's Smokehouse, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank. Member FDIC. Hey, Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with Bimble Motors in Arcadia. Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to Bimble Motors in Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia, and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go, dogs. Bimble Motors in Arcadia. Acme Glass and Mirror. We have so much more. Whether business, home, or auto. We have the glass you're looking for. Replacing glass is painless, like everything we do. The very best in service, always close to you. Acme Glass and Mirror, give us a break and we'll shine through. The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana and South Arkansas. They also offer a wide range of propane and natural gas appliances. For more info, go to O'NeillGas.com. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Yeah, dang right, you gotta love it. It's BC, it's Beck Haynes. Final segment of the night, John Tabor been crushing it on the board tonight, as he does every single week. Beck pops in with that polar pop and Tabes goes to work. <laughs> Is there anybody better in the business, Ben? Nah, nobody better in the business than John Taylor. Beck, you mentioned to me that you, you're probably not going to make it out to the Joe. Got, got some babysitting duties. I'll pay you. It's not, I'm, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, this one snuck up on me, Ben. All right, I'll be honest. When I committed to this, forgot to check the schedule. Nonetheless, turns out the game looks the same on TV. As Tabes, it does are we person. surprised? Are we surprised? Hey. I've been here at every radio show this he year. He missed the last home game. This one might not be a bad idea. He's out again. Yeah. Nah. Nah. It happens to the best of them. It's all right. We, we don't need you. But while you're <laughs> oh, you at. Oh, you don't need me. No, we don't need you. While you're at the house, I'm going to give you some little Conference USA breakdown. I know you'll be dialed oh, in to the TV. Hit me with it. A little Friday night action. A little FAU at FIU. BC's got. FAU is a lock of the week, minus eight and a half. Well, CBS Sports Network, 6 p.m. kickoff. We got 
Marshall the Thundering Herd looking to move to 7-0 and Saturday morning. 11 a.m. kick against Middle Tennessee. Really the premier matchup in Conference USA. I'm not sure you're ready for this. Hit me. Charlotte will host Gardner-Webb. The premier matchup? Yeah, a little Gardner-Webb. Going to be gardening out there on the field playing against the 49ers. North Texas will travel to UAB. Bet they wish they had COVID again this week. <laughs> UTEP will travel to UTSA. Did you see the news about UTEP? No, tell me. So, is next week the 21st, if I'm not mistaken. They were yeah. set to host UAB. That game has now been moved. You're going to die. Oh, I did, I did hear this <laughs> on the way here. To Midland High School Stadium. Because of the COVID outbreaks? And a 10 a.m. kickoff on a Friday in a high school stadium in front of no fans. If that's not if that's not <laughs> oh indicative of how the country feels about your program, I don't know what is. <laughs> Why? Oh my god, I couldn't imagine. Like, no. hey, like, let's run over to Loyola College Prep in Shreveport and play a college football game. Is what it's equivalent of. <laughs> that's rough, BC. That'd be tough to get fired up for. Yeah, not too much uh, being jacked up. Final game of Conference USA this weekend. The Fighting Jack Abrahams, two and five. Traveling to Bowling Green to take on the two and six Hilltoppers. You know Jack gets off Twitter during football season. My least favorite I'm glad. thing about him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. I would be chirping every week, man. Man, Just chirp, chirp, chirp. I can't believe at one point you thought he would win a Heisman Trophy. Oh wow, that is taking fake it a little news far, right there. Taking it a little far. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Got, got a little there. carried away. Got a little carried away. So let, let's take a look at it for this weekend. Louisiana Tech will host Rice. Owls come into the matchup 1-1. One and one. Your Bulldogs 4-3 and three overall. 3-2 and two in Conference USA play, of course. Need some help, but still involved in the Conference USA West Division uh, with four games remaining in the regular season. Um Ben, got a question for you. Could the dogs get caught looking ahead to the Warhawks next week? Uh, and lose this week? Yeah. Could happen, BC. Oh, you think it's on the table? It's on the table. It's on the old table. You know, I wouldn't be surprised either if ULM comes down with a COVID next week and can't play the game. Yeah, could, wouldn't be surprised as well. That might be taking a little far, Beck Hanks. But, oh, uh, my bad. We'll cut I mean, your, I'm just saying. No, we'll cut your check 20 bucks. No big deal. We'll keep rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, anything's possible with these COVID games. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and listen, hey, we all have our problems. COVID is rampant in the state. Okay? Tech's had plenty of issues themselves. So you look at the matchup, Louisiana Tech and Rice. We'll see who plays quarterback. Is it Luke Anthony? Is it Aaron Allen? Uh, we discussed on the show last week that we believe uh, Aaron Allen's probably earned the opportunity to start with how he played late, but we'll see who skip This holds. will be interesting, BC. Yeah, no doubt. We'll be interesting to see who the Bulldogs roll out at the Skip court. ain't told you yet, huh? Nope, Skip hadn't gave old BC the answers. You might want to check the old Bleed Deck Blue message board if I must say so myself, if you would like to find out. Um, little teaser, I must say. Oh, maybe you have the answer, you just can't say it. Yeah, how about <laughs> it? But anyways, Bulldogs will need to put some points on the board offensively. I think a big key for Tech in this game will be making Rice uncomfortable. 
Uh, nothing better than a touchdown on your opening drive, get a quick 7-0 lead, kind of put Rice on their heels, take them out of their element, don't allow them to run the football as much as they would like That's to. profound. Try to score on your first drive. I like that, Ben. That's solid. Points on the board. Solid on hey, the first Maybe drive. not a field goal with Baby, right. ba- baby Barnes. Baby Barnes. Maybe not a field goal with maybe him. Not a, put no six on the board. loves a field goal, Ben. Put six on the board, Beck. Put six on the board. That's all I got to say. Nothing like a 6-0 lead. Tack on the extra point. Make it seven. How about that? Got to love it. But Tech's got to get Rice uncomfortable early in this game, allow its defense to go to work, stop the run, force Mike Collins into making some mistakes, and then really uh, I think it'll be big for Tech to try to establish a run game with Israel Tucker and Justin Henderson. You know they're going to try to. Hopefully it opens up some things. And my last key to the game, where am I going right here? Feed Hardy. The first two, Ben, are ridiculous because every team wants us to do those things every single game. Feed Hardy. But, hey, you're a genius. I forgot. Yeah. All right, score on the first drive and establish a run game. I don't know a team in the country that doesn't want to do that. All right. Maybe maybe, maybe, uh, Leach. Maybe he doesn't want to do that. Yeah, Mike Leach. Establish the pass game is what he wants. Yeah, Yeah, ain't no doubt about that. All right, let's get to it. Bulldogs one-point favorite, over-under set at 48. Beck Haynes. 24-17 24-17 dogs. 24-17 dogs. Taves. Taves. What you got for us? Taves looks like he's about to just lay out a winner right now. 27-20 dogs. Taves, Taves takes my score. No, he does. Points yeah, you say side. that every week, and I'm tired of hearing it. Taves picks his own score. All right, get over it. All right, <laughs> final pick of the night, B.C., We'll roll. Let's, what are you going to say, 52-34? Let's say, dogs, uh, give me 30-berg. little, uh, I don't know, uh, what's that, four touchdowns, field goal, maybe one at missed extra point. How about it? And 30 to, uh, let's say, 23. How's that sound? Coming back here a winner. Pretty good. I think the more likely scenario there, Ben, would be uh, three touchdowns, three field goals. But go ahead with the old mixed extra I'll point. I'll take the missed extra point. A little easier to get to. 30 to 23. You just took. You ch- so I, I predicted the score. Tabes added three on either side. You predicted the score, added three on either side of Tabes. Yep. Real cute, boys. Deal what with it. Is this the price is right? Yep, deal with it. $1, $2, $3? Deal with it. Been a huge show tonight. I want to thank Matthew Bartlett at the Roost joining us. Of course, David Blackwell, Louisiana Tech defensive coordinator, making his first appearance on Bleed Tech Blue Radio as well. Louisiana Tech will host Rice at Senior Day at Joe I Stadium Saturday afternoon. 2.30 p.m. kickoff, ESPN3, Mark Kramer, and myself will have the postgame show on KXKZ 107.5. For Beck Haynes, for John Tabor, I'm BC.